Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Well, mate, I had to hold myself back. I wanted to run yesterday at about, oh, I think 6 o'clock last night. I got a little bit annoyed. I was reading the article that came out in the paper in and about the Warriors and how Matt Lodge has basically been handed his marching orders and all of the insinuation and accusations around the back of it. It sort of stunk to me as if we should have known better. And here's the question that I have for you, Izzy. Are we a recruitment club? Or are we just an auction house? Are we seriously recruiting <laughs> players that want to come here and win us a championship? Or are we the shop window to the NRL for all these players? Let's look at the facts. Ewan Aiken, gone. Matt Lodge, gone. Ash Taylor, gone. He was playing for a contract. CHT, turning one down. Probably gone. And on the weekend, Joey Johns came out and told Full Gill, the player he needs to sign to bolster his team at Canterbury, is guess what? Our best player, Reese Walsh at fullback. So is he in the shop window? Is he in the auction house? But you've got to remember how this all start. Have a look at the recruitment manager who now works for the Dolphins, Pete O'Sullivan. Bought most of those players here. Worked with Isaac Moses, the player manager. It was the Moses stable. Mm. I think the club, they need a reboot. Reset. Get rid of your recruitment team. Start fresh and let's make this a place that players want to come and win a premiership at not become a parade ring for an auction house so that they can sign bigger contracts at other clubs. What do you reckon, Izzy? Bang, mate. Bang. You hit it right on the head, mate. You, you smoked it. It's. Um, I read that article as well, and it's just horrible, mate. He knew. Like, How many teams has he walked away? So the question is, as well, is Matt Lodge going to play NRL again, knowing his history with walking out on teams and his contracts early? Um, and yeah, they've got to they've got to restructure everything. At the moment, play, players are just going to the Warriors for a paycheck. Let's be honest, they're just going to the Warriors for a paycheck. And because the Warriors aren't able to entice marquee players and big players, they've actually got money sitting in the pot that's there. And and they're all they're at a situation now that that they are the last kind of option for for most of these players. And if they can't get any contract elsewhere, they just go straight to the Warriors who will sign them. And, uh, oh. At the moment, it's just, yeah, it's yuck. 0800 150 811, an auction house, a parade ring, the Warriors' performance losing again to the Dragons on the weekend, everything NRL and Warriors. Matt Lodge, how pissed off are you? 0800 150 811. You've heard Kempe paint the picture off the back fence. Come talk to him. Give us a call on the Kenatai phone line. We've cleared the spot for you. 0800 150 811, all things Warriors. Is he? I think we're going to have some mm. mad, mad fans right now. Oh, no, my coffee's here. Yes. Yes. I jumped the gun. My coffee's arrived, so I'm going to sit back and listen to this chat. Joe from Gizzy is on the line, and he wants to talk Warriors with Kempe. Morning, Joe. How are we this morning? Good. I'll tell you what, after that comical start of the Warriors, I thought we were looking at under fives, the way that uh, we gave up that first try, Kempe. Oh, you tell and it's, uh, oh, my- you know, we started bad once again, mate. You know, we let them into the game off all our own mistakes. 
got back into the game, save from our man Watini, gets us back in the game, and guess what? First time Johnson runs to the line, season. Yeah, and, that, right. and and that's what we've been saying, eh? Like, he just needs to carry the ball more, and you're dead right. The first time he takes it to the line, he ends, ends up falling over the try line and scoring a try. I'd, to be honest, I've got to say, I thought Sean, this was Sean's, Sean's probably better game of the year. His kicking game was right on. He took the line on. Um, but you can't go into the competition and say, uh, you know, we, we scored four tries, we should have had enough to win. It's been their defence, mate. Like, leaky, mm. leaky defence. Listen, it's been a problem for the Warriors for years, right? We get in the game for 40 to 50, maybe 60, and then we're no good in the last 20. And you're talking about the team being a shop window. Just going back to the last few years of players who have come, done wonders, and then we've let them go. Goes on, wins a premiership, right? Maloney goes on, wins a premiership. Tokiaho goes on, becomes one of the Roosters' middlemen for years. Papa Lee. It goes out of the Warriors and last year becomes Superman, you know, for the Parramatta Eels. We are a shop window at the moment because we can't hold on to players. We don't, once again, Kimpy, we don't have a strategy. We don't have a long-term, you know, idea of where we want to be in five years where we can say to these players, we'll keep you for three to four years. We'll build a team around these players, right? And this is where we're going. We go and buy grubs, absolute grubs like Lodge, right, who should have never worn a Warriors jersey after what he did. Mm. And then... Listen, you know, Peter O'Sullivan screws us over once again, goes for the money. He's almost like Gus Gould, mate. Him, they go around the NRL, those 16 clubs, there's no loyalty. They take a paycheck, you know, they go and ruin clubs, leave them in their wake and move on. Now, the Warriors, you're dead right. We need some loyalty. We need a strategy. We need to be open about it. And I don't mind taking losses, Kempi, for 12, 18 months, 24 months, if we stick to the plan. Don't go down that road and then guess what? Pivot because we're losing and we're under pressure. Stay the course, okay? Like we talk about, we love our racing. We train our horses for races. Now, if I've got a three- or a four-year-old and I don't win as a two-year-old or a three-year-old, that's okay because we've got a plan. Let's stay the course with the Warriors. Let's be open about it. Let's take the flak up front if we get beat. But let's stay there. Let's bring our youth through. Let's go to England and get players who want to play with a bit of ticker, who aren't going to dob us, who aren't going to grub us, right? And we're going to actually say, hey, boys, we're here. This is what we want. Honour your contract. We'll pay the money. We may have to pay a bit of overs. And guess what? You're going to get a whole lot of ear, ear points because, you know, as uh, Izzy knows, you know, they come in handy for the family when you need to travel. But going down the road, this is where we need to be. Yeah, look, I, I think thanks a lot for your call. Beautiful. That was that was um, Joe from Gizzy giving us his uh, take on the Warriors. And not too far off the mark either. I think the the main take out of that for me is is that the strategy in and around recruitment. Like, you know, mm. stop saying it's so hard to get players here. Like, make it appealing. You know what I mean? Like, that's a, always a first conversation with me why I thought Brandon Smith should have been the number one target for the club. You know, you say, you say mm. to Brandon Smith, well, we actually want to build a premiership team around you. Now, help us build that team. Who do you who do you need to go to the market? And then start talking like that, saying we, we're building this premiership. And like uh, Joe said from Gizzy, give yourself some time. Know where you're headed. Know what the vision is. But at the mm. moment, the conversation that has started 10 minutes ago, we look like an auction house. We seriously do. Like, I was lying in bed last night thinking, like, there's way too much information given to Dave Long. He they, he didn't write that article. He was filled that article. 
Um, but, this, but the part that really um, irked me was that we're actually parading all these players so that they can pump their contracts up and go somewhere else and win competitions. And mm. we'll, we'll talk about it again tomorrow in depth because I'm going to bring something tomorrow that will show you why our recruitment has been so poor. Okay? Mm. And, and Joe's dead right. Like, I think the support in this country for the Warriors is second to none. I think when they got it right, mate, you can't get a seat. You know, everyone jumps yeah. on board. And we've got, to, we've got to get, first and foremost, the players that want to come here and get it right. Now, on that side, uh, you, want, you want to entice players here, but I, I think there's got to be an added thing there as well. What I've noticed from the outside looking in is when we've recruited... And from the from the first look, it thinks like, wow, this is this is a great signing for the Warriors. This is something that can actually we can build off. We can build a team around. We're going to go forward. I look at the guys like Christian Inu, Fleti Mateo, Peter Hiku, Sam Tonkins. You know, players that have come over to uh, the Warriors, and they're on probably you know top of their form. They're playing some good rugby league. That's why they've been signed. But they've come over. They've been in that environment. And then all of a sudden they go they turn from great players to like mediocre players. You know, so for me, from the outside looking in, that just that, that stems to a to a performance, a high performance um, culture environment that the Warriors don't have. They've gone from these high performing teams and these outfits where they've played well, they've been held accountable, the you know, the structures is there, there's no um, place for mediocre, they've got to perform week in, week out. They come over to the Warriors and mediocre performance is, is the norm. So they're not being held accountable, and they lose form, and then they go away and they refine it again. So for me, it's it's an environment thing, like the, the high performance 100%. culture that they've that they've got there at the moment. There's nothing. There's no accountability, and like, I just yeah, that's the one thing that I I always look at when we sign some some quality players. They go from being great to poor. And just, just just to touch on this before we throw throw to Louis, is he the the person you're talking about that identi- that you've identified. As that, as that, um, that mantra is Isaiah Papali, like it should never have gone. Know what I mean? Yeah. Was was screaming for development, like show me what I need to do. Had a massive engine on him. Like if you were mm. if you were in my seat and you're watching that kid play, you're going, mate, he's an 80 minute player every day. He's big, he's thick, he's hard to tackle. He needs some development. Just show him what he needs to do, okay? Mm. And Peter O'Sullivan goes, nah, he's too small, he's too short. To be a back row. And guess what? Goes to Parramatta, but picks up the NRL Rookie of the Year and has just doubled or tripled his contract to head out from Parramatta next year. All he was asking for was to be developed. Okay? I don't know what that noise was, but it could have been what Steve was alluding to. Did you boys hear the emergency SOS the WAS sent out to our phones last night around 7pm? Steve, that's sharp, yeah, that. that's sharp from you on double eight double three oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. We're talking Warriors. Give us a call. Cam City can't call, but he's driving. He's got bad signal. I have been calling for the Warriors, a retirement village for years now. Brutal. It just seems to be a club where people go where they can't get a contract anywhere else. These last two years they have had the chance by living in Australia to really get big marquee signing and build a champion team around it. (laughs) Seems like they don't have the right management team to do so. On the plus side, how good are the Queensland teams doing? Cam, yes, the Queensland teams are doing good. I guess when Reese Walsh, we managed to snare Reese Walsh away, He's a guy that, no matter what what happens in a Warriors game, you look at Reese Walsh, Kempe, and say, man, there's a beacon for the future. 
You alluded to Joey Johns. Do you genuinely worry that Reese Walsh is, because we've, we've talked about this a couple of times, he's come out and said he's here for the rest of the year and he's coming home with the Warriors. But do you fear that this parade ring, we might lose our prize stallion next? Oh, we will. I'm not worried. I know that, I know that's, that's going to happen. So, you know, he's, he's a young kid that, you know, I'm, and really happy that he's put his hand up and said he's coming back to New Zealand. But he's signed for one more year. You know what I mean? They're, they're not going to hold him. Yeah. They're not going to hold him. It's the same as Jesse Arthur's, you know what I mean? Like you give Jesse Arthur's a, a, a shop window, and he ends up playing out of his skin. He's, he's taken back under the, under the wing. All of the, the recruitment strategy is just average. You know, mm. uh, I think I think they need a reboot, rejig. Get and I'm just not talking about the recruitment t- um, team for first grade. I reckon across the board, New Zealand. You know, we need to build a a, a strategy that needs to uh, first and foremost say that the Warriors are a team that you actually want to stay and play for because that's not there. Mm. It's just not there. And, and in fact, most of our kids in the grassroots, out in the grassroots and in the, in the outer line areas, they don't want to come up here, mate. Well, a lot of them support. You look at the amount of league shorts that kids wear manly. Um, oh, just the, you, you know what it's like. Is he? There's actually nothing necessarily to say that a, a young talent in New Zealand wants to or should play for the Warriors. And that's pathways. That's a different conversation to what we're going uh, on. Right now, it's recruitment. Is he Matt Lodge? Adam Fenua Blake is now injured. We lose them out of the engine room. Mm. How worried does that make you for the go forward of the, of that engine room for the rest of the year? Well, Matt Lodge was our <laughs> go forward, so look, it's it's going to be dire times for the Warriors going forward. Kempi alluded to it at the start. They've got a tough run home. They're playing Penrith twice. It's going to be tough watching. And Joe from Gizzy's hit, hit it on the head right then and there. We're gonna we're gonna suffer some losses, but we can't just sit back and just uh, accept it. You know, we've got to we've got to actually make for a plan, and this is going to be a tough period of time for the Warriors. They're going to come home July the third, and they're playing the Tigers, and no doubt they're going to still have the support and fan base behind them. But um, it's going to be a tough few weeks. Let's let's be honest. And look, oh, oh, I know we're we're talking recruitment. We want to hear from you. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. I know you're all passionate out there. Give us a call. Give Kempy a call. He's sitting there. Sipping on his McCafe coffee that Joe in the kitchen's going to go get in about one minute. Um, so, yeah, we want to hear from you. But quickly, I'll just, I just—I had a, well, know last week we were talking about um, the Southern Bears, and we're going to touch on it very shortly. But I had a catch-up with um, Colin Mansbridge on, uh, on Friday night, and, and uh, I gave him a little uh, conversation about what we were talking about. But he spoke to me, and you touched on it, Kempe. There is so much talent in New Zealand. There is so much talent in New Zealand, <clears throat> particularly in the game of league. And he spoke to me about this father is worried for a young father down in Christchurch is worried for his son. He's 13 years of age, and he has been poached. He's being like uh, earmarked from the Gold Coast. So people from the Gold Coast are coming over here to New Zealand, seeing the talent, seeing the potential we have around the community. And, uh, and and giving these young kids, these young families, opportunities at the, at the age of 13. And no one in New Zealand has seen that potential because there's no genuine pathways, there's no genuine recruitment agency or people out there that are, that are picking up these young kids. One, he's too young anyway. I can't stand that these people from the Gold Coast are coming in and, and looking at a 13-year-old kid. But two, no one in New Zealand has seen this. You know what I mean? So this is a father that's genuinely concerned for his son because 
someone from Australia is coming over and no one in New Zealand has seen the potential. So we've got it wrong, man. We need to sort that out uh, first and foremost. Yeah, look, it's a massive conversation, this is, you know, because if you look at the, the, the channel uh, Chanel Harris-Tavita um, conversation, one one leads to think that um, the conversation is more about he thinks that he's worth more than what the Warriors had offered him because the Warriors have offered him a contract. Mm. So why does he think that he's more than what the Warriors had offered him? He's obviously his managers are telling him that he's worth more, and then he becomes mm. and it becomes an auction house. You know what I mean? Like, well, let's put you up for auction. Let's take you out and see which clubs come in, and then that's my that's my question. Like. You know, if the if the strategy was strong enough and he knew he was part of the the vision, may he signs for less. You know, you you see that happening yeah. in all the top clubs all the time. Melbourne, Penrith, boys giving up contracts so they keep players. That that's that's what they they do. But in our club, this thirteen year old kid, mate, it's not it's not the clubs. It's the player managers that are in New Zealand saying, "I've got something for you overseas," and they white bait. Yeah. That's what it's, it's called white baiting. They white bait them all. They're not meant to at thirteen, but they do, and they say we've got you a start over in over in Kibra High. Yeah, let's get you. Let's get. Man. Let's get you to Kibra High. Alrighty. Hey, um, we're, we're talking about whether this uh, Warriors Matt Lodge has walked out. Is this becoming an auction house? Kempi's painted the picture for us. If you missed Kempi's context and setup, you can go right now and tune into uh, his pod, uh, the podcast. Uh, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast just before seven o'clock this morning. Kempi's come off the back fence and explained it. Lodge gone. AFB possibly out for the season, and we're left with uh, four and Penne who rode the bench for the Storm. No running nine. A centre playing six. And another in the back row. Safe to say it's a farm shed, Kempi, not an auction house. That's from Adam. The worst thing Lodge did was leaving his decision to laugh to the team was named. Well, Quinton, uh, it sounds like it was a very murky mm. and kind of ugly departure where communication couldn't have been much worse. On the actual game itself, the Warriors have lost again to the Dragons. Another game that they had to win. This was Nathan Brown. Yeah, look, it was four tries apiece, hoops, and you know, it was probably probably a 50-50 game. I don't, you know, I'm not sure they were any better than us or any better than them. It was a tight game, and unfortunately, we, you know, we could have kicked a couple more goals. That didn't happen, but it was a pretty tight contest. Well, they were better than you because they won. Yeah, tight contest. And if, <laughs> and if it was a 50-50 game and four tries oh. apiece and you can't win, it probably bodes very poorly for the rest of the year. 20 minutes past 7 o'clock, 0800-150-811. Where do the Warriors turn? We're going to go through their schedule after this. Call us and tell us how many can they win. And here's one for you. Is he ever think about this? Are the Warriors closer to the top eight or the wooden spoon? 20 minutes past seven, here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 25 minutes past seven o'clock this morning. Pereira is still leading the PGA Championship, but he's dropped the shot. Will Zalatoris, as Kempi would say, Zalatoris is on the charge. <laughs> he's <laughs> seven under through four. Uh, how, do you, how do you know, mate? That might be how they pronounce it in I, that language up there. That's right. You, Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, good young player. He's five under. And Young is five under as well. So the golf is running hot, and so are your messages on double eight double three about the Warriors. Love that text from Cam. Second hand, second hand shop is what we are. One more shocking decision from becoming a lifelong Bears fan. Oh, Steve. Yes, mm. the Bears, the Southern Bears. Come on, the Southern Bears. We'll, we'll talk that in a bit. Is he the Warriors play the Knights this weekend? After that, they've yep. got the Sea Eagles the Sharks, the Panthers before they get to the Tigers. 
This mm. Knights game, all of a sudden, and I don't know, the the ship might have even sailed. I don't actually know. But this Knights game, all of a sudden, becomes kind of the dance of the desperate, to be honest. Uh, it don't, if they don't get the job done against the Knights, it, it's, yeah, I don't know. This will be probably the worst nightmare in, in the history of Warriors history, isn't it? So it's going to be. It honestly could uh, be. Look, you asked me the question, what, where are they? Top eight or, or wooden spooners? I think they're going to. Not even come close to being in the top eight. It's going to be a tough ask, mate. They got a huge run home. A big like the only positive is they're going to be home on July the third, so our Warriors supporters will be able to witness them at Mount Smart Stadium, and I'm predicting a sellout there. So, look, it's going to be difficult. And we touched on where do they go from here, Kempi, and and we spoke about their their defence, mate. Their edge defence, mate, it is. They just get exposed there every week. Every week on the edge, the left edge, the right edge, centres. You spoke about the importance of our centres nailing their roles, but they can't nail their role if they don't even know what the role is. So no. Justin Morgan is the defence coach. It's got to be something something done about that, eh, mate? A hundred percent. Like, you know, as far as the defence goes, like they, they've got to move the defensive coach. You, obviously, the structure's not working and the, and the players are all on different pages. You know, especially yeah. on the edges. The problem with the edges is that we've got young players. You know, we've got um, Rocco Berry, you know, um, Valia in the in the centres. You know, you've got a, a young winger coming and going all the time. You've got a young fullback still trying to learn how to move this line around and where to put his A, B, and C defenders. Um, and then your five eight's changing all the time. You, you can't settle on a five eight. You know, and so I just. It, it, it would be a really tough job for a defensive coach, but he's got to calm his defensive line down. Like, calm your farm. Stop making individual decisions because it's throwing every other alignment out of whack and making that, you know, your your pet hate, which is our wingers, jamming in all the time and trying to save save the day with a massive decision. It's, it's just not – nine times out of ten, it's not needed. So is it structures or is it individual errors? So that's what I'm trying to understand is at the moment they're all on different pages, but is it individual? Uh, Nathan Brown actually spoke to that, is he? Four tries should be enough to win though. Yeah, four tries is a, you know, should be enough to win most games. You know, I think if we look at the game, I think a couple of little defensive moments, you know, a couple of blokes made some choices which I'd suggest were the correct ones and you know, it's, that's where NRL is, isn't it? You know? but, you know, four tries should be enough. Um, would we like to score more? Of course we would, but you know, it's, uh, I'd rather look at the, probably the little lapses we had because if we defend a little bit better in some areas, we'll, we'll get the ball in better field position at times. But um, yeah, that, that was the most disappointing thing. It's just a couple of little key moments where we just handed the tries just far too easy to them. And in the NRL, it's, uh, you, you can't do that. Yeah, little lapses, I, I guess, are big lapses because it's been going on all year, um, mm. and and you really need to you really need to start having some accountability and defend. You know, you know, you know, is like, and for me in rugby league, when you especially when you were defending at top level, if you were if you were having a really bad time and and you were being smoked in defence, um, you didn't hold your position. You know, there's there's such a fine yep. there's such a fine line between uh, players these days that if someone's got one over you and and the, and and you know that you'd probably survive a week, but when it when it happens week in week out, you've got to hold them accountable. You've actually got to change your structure so that it fits the team structure, not the individual. So you can't continue to try and save individuals. You know, mm. across the board, they all have to be in the same t- on the same team sheet. 
Beautiful, Kempi. Uh, that is Warriors 101, another disappointing Monday morning. I know you'll be hurting out there and there'll be a lot of people that wouldn't have wanted to, to hear that. We'll talk tomorrow. We're actually going to catch up I with... I would love to celebrate on a Monday. I would love to celebrate the Warriors on a Monday one day. We will get there. We will well, get well, there. Well, saying that, I thought Sean Johnson's game was fine. Yeah. You know, like his kicking game. Oh, beautiful. You know, we went in at 14-12. He, you know, he took, the, he took the line on and stuff like that. It's the defence, mate. And the biggest problem we yeah. have now is we've lost our two big boppers and we've lost our we've lost our go forward, which lets them go, let Sean Johnson go forward. Knights, Seagulls, Sharks, Panthers before we're home for the Tigers. Four games before they come home. We just need them to split those at least to get them back here. We're going to track right now and talk some EPL. It was all happening this morning. Went right to the very end. Year after year, it manages to provide the most astonishing theatre. And this morning, the Premier League delivered again. Manchester City have been crowned champions again, but not until they came back from 2-0 down against Aston Villa, while Liverpool did all they could beating the Wolves 3-1. Harry Simeo is our man, all things football in the UK, and I'm feeling for him as well because oh, it's been a tough old time for his arsenal. Arsenal have been struggling, and uh, oh, it's, I've just been getting all my takes from his uh, tweets and just getting a real understanding that he is hurting, and he's on the line now. Harry. How are you, brother? I'm good, mate. I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, mate. Uh, for you, as an Arsenal supporter, I was reading your tweet today about your your last game. Obviously, um, they missed out on the Champions League going forward. So, how are you, mate? Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things. I kind of made peace with it in the, earlier in the week. I made peace with it after that defeat <laughs> on Monday night uh, at Newcastle, mm. that it was going to be near on impossible. Uh, to creep back in front of Tottenham, but um, I think like, mm. yeah, I think when you look at the start of the season, the expectation for Arsenal was very, very low. Very young team, yep. um, a new team, a very young, um, inexperienced manager, and three games into the season, people were talking about Arsenal being relegated. So, to be in the top six was was always the goal and the aim, and we've managed to finish in fifth place. So. Um, you know, it's it's not the end of the world, but obviously when you have it within yep. your grasp and you have that opportunity to, to take that big step, it is disappointing to miss out on the final day. Hey, Harry, what, what about um, the end result? Do you think the best team won the, won the uh, championship? Yeah, I do. I think that more often than not, the, the table doesn't lie. You know, Manchester City have been incredibly consistent throughout the season. Um, you know, they looked like they were going to mess it up today. They looked like the nerves had got to them. They looked as though, uh, well, it looked as though Steven Gerrard, of course, former Liverpool legend who now manages Aston Villa, was going to do his former club a huge, huge favour. But it's just a testament to Pep Guardiola's side and, and the quality that Manchester City have and the mental strength as well, because they get a lot of criticism for that. You know, whenever they fall short in the Champions League in European competition, the first thing is, well, you know, mentally they've got a block. Mentally they're not quite there. To be in that position today, knowing that one Liverpool goal against an unfancied Wolves side was going to take the title away from them, to be 2-0 down and to muster up five, uh, three goals in a space of five minutes like that is incredible. Um, and, and I could only imagine the scenes uh, and, and how it was inside the Etihad Stadium. I've obviously seen it, but I was at the Arsenal game, so I can only imagine how they brought the roof down when that third goal went in. All right, can Liverpool rebound, mate? The, the main focus now will be on the Champions League going forward. They've still got another important trophy, and I've spoke to some Liverpool fans. I said, what's more important to you, the EPL or the Champions League? And the guy I spoke to, he wants, he wants to win the Champions League. So they can rebound and go over and, and beat Real? 
Yeah, I think they're a better team than Real. Um, I think mm-hmm. that they're, they're the favourites, you know, by the way I see it. I think they're a better side. They're a stronger side. They've got more depth than Real at the moment. And I do expect them to go on and win it. I think what would have been really, really difficult for Liverpool today is had they not, because at one point they were 1-1 with Wolves. And at one point, mm-hmm. Manchester City were losing and Liverpool hadn't done enough. So, you know, had they had it stayed the way it was and Liverpool came away with a sense of regret and a sense of disappointment off the back of them not being able to do their job to capitalise on what was happening at the time to City, I think it would have been harder to pick themselves back up again. But I think Jurgen Klopp will, will be telling his players, you know, we went out there, we did our job. The title wasn't lost today. Um, we got three points at home. And, and I think it's, it's kind of easier to pick yourself up from that rather than obviously there will be disappointment but if you miss out because Mm. you couldn't do your job I think that's harder to process as a as an elite level athlete I guess all right the biggest news in football at the moment is Kylian Mbappe mate the signing I saw some figures that were thrown out on Twitter are they real 300 million signing bonus 100 million a season euros is it is it pretty accurate to be honest with you, we don't really know at this point. Um, you know, there's, there's so many different figures flying around. What we do know is that PSG's financial power is is ridiculous. It's huge, and you know, for a lot of fans, this kind of feels like the beginning of the end for football as we know it. You know, it's getting because ridiculous. It's, it's, just, it? it's getting crazy. It's getting crazy. And for me, it's not even about the money. I mean, the money. You know, they're a, they're a state-owned club. They're they're owned by the Qatari state. We know that they've got bottomless pockets and we know that they are not afraid to to dip into them when they need to do a big deal and it's a real statement signing because he was from all accounts on the verge of joining Real Madrid who have incidentally uh, lodged a complaint via their league uh, to FIFA about this transfer they don't think that this should be allowed they don't think it's right and if you believe some of the reports and some of the rumors Kylian Mbappe has been given control of certain elements of the football Mm. club i.e. who the next manager is going to be um, who, who they're going to try and sign in the transfer market, which is just crazy. It is absolutely crazy. So if those figures are true, I mean, how is anybody supposed to compete with that? And, you know, for me, I've lost a little bit of respect for Kylian Mbappe. I have, because yeah. I don't think he can ever fulfil his potential playing in the French League. I think he needed to move on. But at the same time, the more I think about it, if somebody's offering you £300 million as a signing-on fee, um, on top of your wages, then then how can you turn your nose up at that? <laughs> no way, no way. I'm just envious of it, mate. I'm just sitting here patting my patting my dog, just dreaming about it, mate. We're going to let you go, Harry Simeo. You're an absolute <laughs> champion. Uh, maybe PSG are the new Manchester City. We'll have to wait and see, eh, mate? Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> they'll, they'll fail to win the Champions League as well then. <laughs> awesome Harry thanks very much mate love your time as always appreciate it cheers guys the hole in the season is hanging on a knife edge after a brutal home loss to the Warriors ah Warriors Waratahs yesterday afternoon it was a loss that left coach Tony Brown brutally honest about his team's performance a few things uh, around you know your personal life or whatever it may be and really committing committing to the team committing to the cause um, and just trying to be better than you were last week. I think, um, you know, maybe a couple of guys in our setup got a little bit ahead of themselves. And, you know, they need to probably look at themselves. Wow. 
that was pretty honest from um, Tony Brown, for sure. Aaron Smith is a legendary all-black and Hollander and still giving his everything to his beloved, beloved Southern club. And he messaged me last night when I messaged him, and he said, yep, you can't always front up after you win a game. You've got to be there after a loss, and we appreciate you coming on the show. Nug, morning. Morning, mate. How are you? Good, good. I can hear the I can hear the baby in the background, mate. You love her. You're doing your father yeah. duty, so, duty, so we appreciate it, brother. Um, quickly, oh, a on, tough, Leo, old, play tough ball, old after <laughs> <laughs> tough tough old uh, afternoon yesterday, brother. Yeah, buddy. It was um, well. We started really well, and then uh, mm. we knew that Tars would answer back and stay in it. But we're sort of we, we were killing ourselves with just our silly errors and. Overcommitting to breakdowns, missed tackles, and and the end of red card, which which has been um, pretty pretty bit of a, a bit of a killer for us. We've had three cards in three games, so you can't play rugby consistently with that. And, and Tony Brown, he was uh, he was pretty frustrated. I've never heard Tony Brown just kind of speak with so much frustration, mate. Um, he he alluded to some preparations. Is that something that you? kind of saw uh, maybe would have affected some of the performance out there, maybe just not quite getting it right during the week? Oh, for sure. Each day we had, you know, two or three starters not be able to train. Um, mm. Like Brownie said, though, it's no excuse. Um, most teams go through that each week. Guys come in game day. But, um, yeah, I think Brownie's point was pretty bang on around, you know, we beat a pretty average force team and we had a couple of wins in a row and I think some guys might have thought it would... After that, we scored in the first two minutes against the Tars. I think they thought it was just going to happen again. And um, mm. I definitely remember feeling on the field, guys weren't as connected or as focused on what's the next job. And, um, yeah, and it kind of showed up, really. Hey, Aaron, it's, it's Kemper here, mate. How you going? Uh, good, to, good to hear the stories about you and your kids and doing the father thing. You, you should have a real good chat to Izzy because he's never home. <laughs> Get out of here, Kimmy. He's doing he's doing the mahi. Hey mate, just a just a tack left here. Premier Premier halfback um going into the I guess the, the real nut uh, nutty nutty parts of the season, which is the the finals and, and also the selections for the all blacks. So I've got I got a question for you. Now you got that young um halfback down there, Fakatava, who who goes pretty well defensively, mate, he's a bit of a beast. And then you've got Finlay Christie up there. Do you look at those two, and and my question is, at what part of their career do you think they're at? Are they ready to step up to an all-black jersey? Um, I think, well, for sure. Everyone feels like every halfback in New Zealand at the moment is putting their hand up, and, which is great. Great for, uh, mm. great for our um, country and great for the all-blacks. But, um, oh, they're all ready to go. I think the only thing that's always a bit of a tricky thing is Super rugby and test rugby is totally different. Eh? It's a, it's less gaps, mm. there's less time. Um, it's more about your decisions you make and trying to, um, and definitely at halfback, probably not overplay. But um, that's coming from a guy who plays pretty conservatively at the best of times, anyway. So um, yeah, it's definitely physically they're ready. Um, Fitness-wise, their defence is definitely outstanding, and um, yeah, I think it's probably just more. Um, cleaning up, you know, probably on the attacking side, their skill set, their, their core roles as a halfback is, you know, passing and kicking. Mm. 
And for you, Nug, how how are you feeling, mate? I know every year you you turn up in the preseason. You're you're physically and and mentally you're always there. You're probably the most competitive bugger I've ever played with. You're always ready to, uh, to win everything: golf, cards, you know, training, whatever. You're always there about. So, are you happy with where your game's at, mate, and tracking? I think I've been in the last sort of five weeks definitely a lot happier with how I've been going. Mm. Um, you know, it's been been a good sort of one-two punch with Falau, um, but the, I think it's bringing the best out of me with, with having Falau there going really well. Um, you know, he's been able to come on and just dominate games, which is really nice and, and massive for our team. So, um, especially in like nines and tens and, and stuff like that are pretty critical roles. But um, and then as we've already talked about the competition around the country at the moment, you know, you can't uh, you can't assume anything. You've got to earn everything. So. That sort of be my focus in this back end of the season is getting my game to a place that I can, uh, you know, hopefully earn selection. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you'll you'll do that. Hey, just a, lots of conversation around the number ten jersey at the moment and the number twelve jersey. What, what's the talk out there, mate, and amongst the boys? Who, you know, the Geordie Barrett's at twelve. With you know, does does our mate uh, RTS get a shot? And and how good's Bodie get um, going at the moment? <laughs> He's not a selector, Uncle. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, mate. I think, like like we've already talked about on this call, I'm looking at, you know, the five other nines in New Zealand trying to beat them. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a, I think, I think um, this, I'll be honest, though, the, this all-black team, and I'd hate to be fuzzy at the moment. There's a lot of guys putting their hands up. Um, it's great for, but then again, it's great for the all-blacks. Whenever it's competitive in positions, um, multiple guys can do the job or nail an opportunity. It's just the, um, you know, the thing around timing is just leading into a World Cup. Is it is it the time to give a guy a crack or or keep building on what the All Blacks built on last year? Did, would you? I know, I know you're not a selector. I'm, you know, just trying to pry some 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 gold out of you. But would would you give Roger? Have you been watching Roger? And would you give Roger a crack? Do you think? Roger would be, you know, out of place if he got um, offered an all-black jersey? I don't think he'd look out of place, to be honest, mate. He has his abilities and his skills, but he's also playing in a very dominant team at the moment too, which is which is pretty handy, and, and a lot of all-blacks as well. So, obviously, the proof is there, um, but mm. there's a lot of... It's a, it's a tough one, mate. The, I ain't going to bloody... Make the front page tomorrow, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Lug. All right, Lug. Let's talk about Liam Coltman, mate. Obviously, a, a, a player that's, uh, you know, been so so you know, well-served for, for the Highlanders over many years. You've seen what his father's doing, driving 18 hours every week to be there, mate. What does he mean to the Highlanders? No, nah, he's, he's been an awesome, uh, awesome stalwart for our club, a legend. And, you know, it's just... It, is, it was a little bittersweet yesterday, and I think that's a lot of emotion around why myself and Brown and stuff, but we were pretty disappointed today about the performance we put out, um, especially for a guy like that. Milestone games either an awesome event or can be quite sad, and um, for a guy like Colt, he's played 130-odd games for us. Um, his attitude, um, you know, he's a quiet man, but he's got a big smile, mate, and he, you would never catch him on an off day. Um, and just the way he goes about his work, does everything to a T. Um, he's honest, hardworking, and, you know, it's really sad to see him go, but really excited for him for his opportunity as well. 
Bang, bang, that goal. We appreciate you, mate. Hey, just quickly, can Mr. Banks, can he relish on 2050? Can he come in and relive those moments? Yeah, we're gonna have to. We're gonna need him to, mate. And I think he can, mate. He's just, uh, you know, as a player, dag the old um, getting put in and out every now and then is, and and unsure about your job security. But if he be honest, uh, probably his jersey till he wants to give it away now. So we're gonna have to yeah. home run on uh, Marty and, and and just back him. And um, you know, good thing is we've got the Rebels to hopefully um, cement our spot, and then then we've got to go to Auckland, mate, and face the the juggernaut. Oh, yes, Love yes. It. You might be able to trip them up and, and ruin all those Aucklanders' hopes. Hey, mate, all the best. All the best, Nug. Appreciate you coming on the show. Get back to Daddy Judy's and the golf course, no doubt, and I'll, sorry about I'll the, chat to you soon. Yeah, really? Sorry about the baby, mate. He was, I swear to you, you didn't make a noise till the phone rang. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to you. Bro. And you are talking to Dagger. He's like, is that uncle? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I love it, bro. Give him a kiss from me. Love you, brother. Thank you. Good work, good work, go. Izzy. That was real good. And 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 no, up front too, mate. I'm I'm not worried about anyone yeah. else. I got up five other halfbacks breathing down my neck. It's <laughs> yeah. gold. And that's how you stay at the top, mate. You always know who's close. You always know who's close. And he is someone that puts in the grind. I don't know if you watch the Sky um, All Access. He's at the gym at five thirty a.m. doing his prehab rehab. His passing routine, Ricky Flute is coming in. He's nailing all his mahi before the gym. And then he goes and, and does all his exercise, all his um, gym work. So he's put in four hours before everyone even's woken up. And that is the difference from good to great. I tell you what, across two games this year, 32-20, 32-25, Blues Highlanders. Tony Brown is not a man you would want to underestimate. And hearing that clip and how disappointed he was and hearing Aaron Smith there, how disappointing he was, <laughs> and just some home truths about what the Highlanders do, they're going to go to Eden Park if they make the finals, is he? And they're going to walk in there like, let's tear this down. Let's actually do this. Oh, like, I'm not saying it, but I've just got a crystal ball and I'm just predicting in two and a half weeks, the Wizard of the Week... Tony Brown and that magical potion, <laughs> that little potion that he's about to mix up and just go whack. You played for the Highlanders too, eh? Yeah, brother. Yeah. No one yeah, played. None, you didn't play for the Blues. You just live up here in Auckland, <laughs> don't you? He's don't just, you, Louie? Oh, my it. God. Is he's, is he's got a patch. For, his patchwork is how many games he played for the team. So we played, what, like 15 games yeah, for the Highlanders? 26 patches for the uh, Highlanders. 26. <laughs> 20, <laughs> I can just see it. Coming to, the, coming to Eden Park, chips on their shoulder, chips in the middle of the Sky City Casino table and going... Why can't we? Why don't we just upset the apple cart? Why? And you know what? Every time the Highlanders come to Eden Park, just like the, when the Crusaders do, crowds turn up.
because Blues you're at by 20. 2015. 2015, mate. No one predicted them to go over to Sydney and beat the Waratahs. No one predicted them to go to Wellington and beat the, the Hurricanes in the final. Mate, they love a back against the wall Aww. mentality. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.